Welcome back to Social Media and Ourselves. Today's episode was written and narrated by Kirsten. This episode contains language that some listeners may find offensive. A bleeped version is available on our website at ivoices.ischool.arizona.edu. Listener discretion is advised. Attackers have located the biohazard container. 15 seconds. If you recognize that sound, I'm going to assume that you're an online gamer too. That's Rainbow Six Siege, or R6, online multiplayer video game. When you're playing defense, you're considered a terrorist that is protecting a biological weapon. The goal of the offensive team is to stop the defense by disabling that bomb or killing all of the other team. R6 was released in 2015, so the fanbase is generally people 18 and older, but sometimes there are kids online that sound like they're 10 or 12. (laughs) And these players come from everywhere. I've actually met several people from Canada and Australia that I play with more than those in the United States. The community is actually extremely toxic. Over voice chat, if you don't play well, people will call you pretty offensive names, and it's much worse if you're a girl. If I say something in chat, I'm usually told to go back to the kitchen. The use of the word female is an insult, too. Guys that play the game will say things like, fucking females can't ever play this game, or all you females are the same. I love this game, but I am not ashamed to admit that I am horrible at it, meaning that I am frequently being insulted. While the game itself is super fun, the hate and the toxicity gets old fast. There was one evening in particular that I was on what my friends and I called a siege grind, which is just playing for a stupid amount of time. I was playing with two of my good in-person friends when we were matched randomly with this really cool person. I'll refer to him as David. The first thing that drew me to this person was his personality. He was funny, seemed genuine, and wasn't constantly insulting me. When we talked, even for the first time, I felt like he and I could become great friends. After discussing it with my buddies, we decided to invite him to join us on Discord and to continue playing. Even after those two friends called it a night, I kept playing with my new friend David. We would make jokes while we played, and we never took it seriously, so it didn't matter if we won or not. David had this weird habit of calling other players a chud, and it was hilarious. I didn't know what it meant until I looked it up in order to tell this story, and yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it means. I can still hear him saying, what a fucking chud, after he got shot for the fifth time. David and I played enough that we exchanged social media and kept talking that way. When I was offline, we'd still chat all the time through Snapchat, and sometimes we'd just talk on the phone. I got to know David more personally, and some of what he revealed was surprising. Like the fact that he was 28 years old and had recently broken up with a 17-year-old girl he'd been engaged to. I try not to be judgmental, but the fact that she was underage and it was a sexual relationship should have been a huge red flag to me. But I got it. Loneliness really sucks. Before the pandemic hit, I felt like I was socializing constantly. I had plans to host parties or go out with friends all the time. I'd have friends over to play games or we'd go out to eat. I was known as the mom friend because I was always trying to make sure that we had something to do together. But then that came to an end and I was confined to my room. I started to lose my shit. If I wasn't talking to someone online, I usually felt pretty crappy mentally. That's why I was so open to meeting new people online. Well, it wasn't the same as in person, it was something, and at that point, I took what I could get. That's why I was so drawn to David, because I shared his feeling of loneliness. I continued to talk to David for a few weeks before his behavior began to change. I'm not sure what gave him the impression that I had feelings for him, but he started to come on to me pretty strongly and very suddenly. 
At first, it seemed harmless. He'd usually just compliment me on my looks, and I'd say, thanks, and change the subject. It got to the point where I set aside a time to have a conversation with him about it. I wanted nothing more than a friendship with him, and I tried to make that very clear. At least I thought saying, your behavior is making me uncomfortable, you need to stop, was pretty clear. After the talk, he dialed things down, and we went back to normal for about a week or two. Then it was like something had snapped, and everything just got so much worse. I started to receive drunk phone calls in the middle of the night. Normally, they'd wake me up, and I'd just be horribly confused. He'd talk about sexual things with me, as well as infer that he wanted to do them to me. Despite me responding with, you're drunk, you need to leave me alone, or this isn't okay, you need to cut it out, I got more phone calls, and I just had to stop answering because of how uncomfortable the whole thing made me. If something similar were to happen now, I'd recognize it immediately and shut it down. But I was scared that if I cut him off, then I wouldn't have anybody else. Everything about the situation just grossed me out. Not only was there a 10-year age difference, but he was thousands of miles away from me. Because getting to spend time with people in person is so important to me, this just wouldn't work. Not only that, but I wouldn't have wanted it to anyway. I really just wasn't attracted to him. I also don't really like the idea of trying to date someone I meet online. There's only really so much you can get to know about them, and the whole catfishing thing is a huge problem. When it comes to David, I always think about it like this. David had already been alive for a decade before I was even born. When I was in elementary school playing with Barbies, he was in high school, hotboxing his car. Even though technically it's legal, it felt wrong in so many ways. So I'm just going to have to pass on that one. After a few months of being some sort of friend with David, I had to call it off. I had told him so many times that I was sick of him acting like a douche and he did not listen. So I ended up cutting him off. I blocked him on everything, Snapchat, Instagram, his number. It was done. He no longer had any way to contact me. At least, I thought so. I had forgotten to block him on Discord, and I immediately got some pretty nasty messages from him on there. He called me an immature child and basically just told me to go fuck myself. And honestly, after that, I felt like shit for a few days. I had invested so much time into our friendship, and it was fun when he wasn't being a chud. I still play R6 sometimes, but it's definitely not the same. I get told that I can't aim worth a shit. Are they wrong? No. But getting told to go back to the kitchen is definitely getting old, and David isn't there to defend me anymore. I always talk in the voice chat thinking that maybe one day I'll meet another great person that I could be friends with. Someone that doesn't harass me. But who knows if that will ever happen. We failed to secure the bio container in time. Op 4 wins. Social Media and Ourselves is produced by the iVoices Media Lab, supported in part by the Center for University Education Scholarship at the University of Arizona. Thanks for listening.